Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Financial Times Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Madison Darbyshire from the Comment and Analysis Desk. As electric cars issue in a new era of automotive design, regulation struggles to keep up. Current tests only account for markers like car exhaust, but some researchers are starting to evaluate cars by their entire life cycle. The results are unexpected. Now, Patrick McGee asks whether your petrol engine could be greener than a Tesla. The humble Mitsubishi Mirage has none of the hallmarks of a futuristic, environmentally friendly car. It is fueled by petrol, runs on an internal combustion engine, and it spews exhaust emissions through a tailpipe. But when the Mirage is assessed for carbon emissions throughout its entire life cycle, from procuring the components and fuel to recycling its parts, it can actually be a greener car than a model by Tesla, the U.S. electric vehicle pioneer. According to data from the Transit Lab at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, a Tesla Model S P100D saloon, driven in the U.S. Midwest, produces 226 grams of carbon dioxide or equivalent per kilometer over its life cycle, a significant reduction to the 385 grams for a luxury 7 Series BMW. But the Mirage emits even less, at just 192 grams. The MIT data substantiate a study from the Norwegian University of Science and Technology last year, which says that larger electric vehicles can have higher life cycle greenhouse gas emissions than smaller conventional vehicles. The point of such comparisons is not to make the argument for one technology over another, or to undermine the case for zero emission cars, but they do raise a central question about the industry. Are governments and carmakers asking the right questions about the next generation of vehicles? Policymakers are pushing the car industry towards a new era, but neither Europe, America, nor China have actually set up the appropriate regulatory apparatus to differentiate among electric vehicles and judge their environmental merits. The idea that some combustion engine cars can be greener than some zero-emission electric vehicles simply does not make sense in the current regulatory environment. From a government standpoint, all electric cars are equally green, regardless of whether they are big or small, produced efficiently or with great waste, or powered by electricity generated by solar energy or coal. Roland Dahl, Innovation Officer at InnoEnergy, a group supporting sustainable energy, says, Electric vehicles are zero emission by definition. Regulators only measure what comes out of the exhaust pipe. Well, there is no exhaust pipe. To capture electric cars' full environmental impact, regulators need to embrace life cycle analysis that takes into account car production, including the sourcing of rare earth metals that are part of a battery, plus the electricity that powers it and the recycling of its components. Such studies have become popular among researchers who favor direct comparisons with petrol and diesel cars. If these studies were to inform regulatory policy, analysts say it would have a big impact on what cars will be on the road in the coming decades. As things stand, a small car like the Mirage could be illegal to drive in a host of cities across Europe, the UK, and China by 2030, as incoming bans on combustion engine cars will pay no attention to fuel economy or efficiency of production. 
Harold Hendrickson, auto analyst at Morgan Stanley, says politicians are setting policy in a vacuum. On Wednesday, Brussels proposed new rules to promote electric vehicles, threatening financial penalties for car makers that failed to reduce tailpipe emissions by 30% between 2020 and 2030. But at present, there are no plans for life cycle analyses of the merits of electric vehicles, nor are they expected soon. Instead, the industry is being incentivized to introduce electric vehicles, generating a backlash from executives who worry there is not yet adequate knowledge of the implications. Carlos Tavares, chief executive of French carmaker PSA, said at the Frankfurt Motor Show in September, We are moving from a technology-neutral era into an instruction to go electric. So if, in 20 or 30 years, there are health or safety issues, they will be in the hands of the governments. If there is any problem, the responsibility is in their hands. Life cycle studies show that the idea of zero emissions is misleading, at least for now. Too much energy is consumed in the manufacturing process of lithium-ion batteries and to recharge them for the environmental impact to be nil. But multiple studies do show that electric vehicles are far greener than comparable combustion engine cars, and the gap is widening every year. According to the Union of Concerned Scientists, the average electric car in the U.S. already produces less than half the carbon emissions of a conventional car over its lifetime, as more renewable energy from the likes of wind and solar displace coal in the electricity grid, the reductions will become even greater. UCS researcher Don Inair says they are good today and they could be even better tomorrow. Studies by carmakers support this. A Volkswagen lifecycle report found that its electric Golf hatchback would reduce emissions by 26% versus a standard Golf when powered by EU electricity. If it uses renewable energy, it would emit just 9.7 tons of carbon over its life cycle, a reduction of 61%. Daimler found that its Mercedes-Benz B-Class electric vehicle, a bigger car, cuts emissions by 24% versus a B-Class petrol engine car on EU electricity. With renewable energy, it cuts emissions by 64% to a total of just 11 tons. Jessica Transick, a professor of energy studies at MIT, has compiled data on dozens of cars. They show that all electric vehicles produce fewer emissions over the life cycle than conventional cars of the same weight class. And this holds true, even when the electricity grid that powers them is mostly generated by fossil fuels, such as in Poland. Transic says, in a few places with very high reliance on electricity from carbon-intensive sources such as coal, electric vehicles don't provide added benefits over hybrids. But both hybrids and electric vehicles are better than conventional cars in these emissions-intensive locations. But the lack of regulation differentiating between electric vehicles effectively encourages car makers to sell cars with bigger batteries and longer ranges. Features that sound great but are at odds with electric vehicles' green image, given the amount of lithium and cobalt used in the batteries. Peter Mock, Managing Director for Europe at the International Council on Clean Transportation, says many electric vehicles produced today feature a range that is too high and the trend is towards even bigger batteries. The average electric vehicle sold today offers a range of less than 250 kilometers, according to EV Volumes, a data provider. But the Renault-Nissan-Mitsubishi alliance announced plans in September to create 12 electric vehicles with at least 600 kilometers of range by 2022. Mr. Mock says, For 90% of the vehicles, it just doesn't make sense to have such a big battery. Maybe it's useful now in the transition phase, but rationally, it doesn't make any sense. Most of us drive less than 100 kilometers a day. By calling all battery cars zero emission, Mr. Mock says the current regulatory regime is creating a trade-off. It is helping to get EVs on the road, but at the expense of implicitly incentivizing a bigger battery is better mentality. 
Eventually, he says, regulators will need to treat electric vehicles like refrigerators. Mr. Mock says, there is a labeling scheme where you look at how much electricity the fridge consumes. For cars, we don't have that. We just look at CO2 emissions. Politically, such a shift would be difficult. In the EU, the regulatory body governing carbon emissions has different priorities to the group overseeing electricity. Any attempt to change which body oversees the car industry is bound to lead to infighting. Even without a push from regulators, some car makers are trying to find ways to mitigate emissions across the value chain and live up to their green image. Tesla's Gigafactory in Nevada, for instance, plans to rely solely on wind and solar energy for all manufacturing. Chief Executive Elon Musk has said that all supercharger locations will eventually disconnect from the electricity grid and rely on solar, just as consumers who charge at home will be able to produce their own electricity from Tesla solar panels. Both measures counter the claim from critics that electric vehicles are actually coal-powered cars. The body of BMW's i3 electric car is made from carbon fiber using hydroelectric power in Washington state. It is assembled at a wind-powered plant in Leipzig, where it is fitted with seats made from recycled bottles and colored by dye from olive leaves. The door panels and dashboard are made from kanaf plants and eucalyptus wood. Even the key is made of castor beans. According to the Transit Lab, the i3 is the greenest car available by life cycle emissions. BMW claims the production of the model uses 70% less water and 50% less energy than a conventional BMW. However, the problem for makers of electric vehicles is that their efforts to limit emissions in the supply chain can only go so far. The uncomfortable reality is that battery manufacturing plays a far bigger role in life cycle emissions than anything else the car maker does. A decade ago, this was not such a problem. Researchers could assume electric vehicles were small cars, such as the Smart 4.2, which weighs less than one ton. But Tesla upended these assumptions with the Model S, its roomy saloon, which can weigh up to 2,250 kilograms because of a massive battery that powers its impressive range. Tesla has been credited with accelerating a broader shift into battery-powered cars, but one result of its appeal is that average electric vehicle batteries will double from 20 kilowatt hours today to 40 kilowatt hours by 2025, according to UK investment bank Liberum. These bigger batteries could damage the green credentials of electric vehicles, even if power grids are fueled by less coal and more renewables, given the poor environmental and ethical standards involved in procuring metals such as cobalt, 60% of which comes from the Democratic Republic of Congo. Electric vehicle advocates point out that whereas internal combustion engine cars have had 100 years to be perfected, deeper research into improving the efficiencies of batteries and reducing the use of commodities such as cobalt is just getting started. Udo Hartmann, head of environmental protection at Daimler, says, Economy and ecology are working hand in hand. We will see a 30% reduction of the CO2 footprint of batteries by the beginning of the next decade, and this reduction will continue. Morgan Stanley even argues that a cobalt-free battery future is possible with advances in cathode materials. But for now, in China, the world's biggest car market, the trend is toward increased cobalt usage per vehicle as new regulations drive a shift towards higher energy density batteries. Nico Milehan, a Paris-based analyst and energy expert at Frost & Sullivan, says regulators should not encourage this race to sell electric vehicles with bigger batteries. Mr. Milehan says, it's a race, but it's a very stupid race. It's not a race towards a good solution. If you switch from oil to cobalt and lithium, you have not addressed any problem. You have just switched your problem. Instead, he says regulators should take weight into account by taxing heavier vehicles and creating incentives for smaller models in both electric and traditional vehicles. 
Mr. Milehan points out that petrol engine cars weighing just 500 kilograms, such as the French Ligier microcar or some popular key cars in Japan, emit less life cycle emissions than a mid-sized electric vehicle, even when driven in France, where carbon-free nuclear power generates three-quarters of electricity. Mr. Milehan adds, if we really cared about CO2, we'd reduce car size and weight. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.